footage from Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't realize it was like a different entity. Like, the, yeah, they just it was like, like kind of in betweens, and then it went to the kind of like how Battle of the Planets was basically Gatchaman. Today on Alphabetical, I want to tell you. Hello and welcome back to Alphabetical, the podcast where we're covering all the Beatles tracks alphabetically from 12 to Y. I'm L. Adam. My name is Alex Robinson. My name is Pete the Retailer. My name, John, is... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still Adam. And today we're talking about I Want to Tell You off 1966's Revolver. Yes. It's a song by George Harrison. It's a George song. Um... Occasionally, throughout the process, at one point, this song was known as I Don't Know. And then later, uh, Laxton's Superb, which is a type of apple. And are you still lost on the way to Blue Jay Way? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess one of one of George's early songs, the working title was Granny Smith. Right. And so just an apple a whole, Yeah, they had a whole apple routine, right? Uh, apple records and all that stuff. Sort they of were presaging apples. the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think John was like, well, don't you call it Granny Smith or something? And George is like, that's a good idea. (laughs) I think Jeff Emmerich said Laxton's superb. It'd be great if they just did a whole line of fruit for uh, George Harrison stuff. Concept album. (laughs) It's like they're like, oh, we're coming. We have this new label. It's called Apple Records. Here's our first record. And it's just all stuff about apples. (laughs) All the songs are named after apples. And they're just like, oh, you guys were. Do you think that was just a working title, Apple Records? And they didn't realize they just kept it. Uh, yeah, Jeff Emmerich also said that he thought that when they were working on George songs, they always like had to kind of rush through. Like mm. John and Paul songs, they would do as many takes as they needed. But with like George, it was always like, okay, we only have a certain amount of time before John and Paul start getting impatient. And right, you know, right. it's messed up. Well, it's like you know what? Uh, I mean, mine. What John? Yeah, well, I mean, mine. That was the the George's reaction to that, and then uh, you know it was kind of evidenced in that interview uh, or the other day we were talking. What was it? Uh, I want to be your man where John was just like, Oh yeah, we give that song to Ringo. That shows you how important we thought it was. So right. like yeah. any, you know, anything that wasn't their own, you know, project, I, I can, I can assume that they were dismissive and, uh, not too, uh, thorough. Yes. Yeah, one of those questions was George not as good of a songwriter just because he wasn't given clearly his songs weren't like as popular and were kind of yeah a little on the simpler side. So would that have, would you know just chicken and egg thing would he have <laughs> right. become better if they let him write more songs and collaborate him or were they right to keep him kind of as the junior partner because his stuff just mm. wasn't as uh, maybe the guys are just half-assing it you know Which like guys? the other guy like john and paul like maybe yeah. if they were as into it as they were their other stuff maybe they'd collaborate a little bit like right. hey tweak this yeah mm. Well, it seems like, like musically they were just kind of like eh, okay, yeah like it was just song. again just get through it right they just let him you know right. do his own they, they gave him enough rope right as it were Although I do, I do think the uh, I do especially love Paul's harmonies on this song. Those like the yeah. high, you know, mm-hmm. when I get, you know, it gets really. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can't. I wouldn't even want to do it because I'll destroy the equipment with my awful <laughs> singing. But uh, yeah, so like Banshee, yeah, Sean Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I came across an interesting. Uh, we always bring up the Ruddles on this show, mm-hmm. and uh, did you guys see this quote about the Bonzo Doodah band? Oh yeah. What is um, the quote? Well, uh, Neil Innes, who was the oh, Ruddles, yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, I read about that. Yeah. Uh, so should I still, still yes, tell, tell it? Yes, tell the story. I'd never heard it before. Anyway, <laughs> apparently while they were recording the song next door, the Bonzo Doodah band, 
was recording uh, a song and that Neil Innes took a break and was walking around and heard them recording the song. And he was like, Oh my God, it sounded incredible. And then he's like, Oh, and then I, he sheepishly went back to record their song, a cover of a 1920s song. My brother makes talk, makes noises for the talkies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I can just picture him being, what are we dealing? With? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I thought that was kind of a funny story and the ruddles come up all the time. On That's true. Show. They do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, it seems like a, a lot of George's songs are just about his kind of frustration with either himself or with the, his situation or being unable to express himself. Yeah. And they're kind yeah, of meta literally, too. Uh, yeah. Frustration you know, at communication. Right. Breakdown. Frustration. Communication. Communication. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> I was wondering what your next choice was going to be. Uh, do a little opera guy. Do, do a little man. opera man. Today. Opera man, bye bye. <laughs> I need more caffeine. I'm starting to wind down a little bit. Um, but yeah, this is a song like you know, I I I don't often like uh, that kind of meta. You know, like well, we'll get to other songs that are a little bit more reflexive and meta that I don't mm-hmm. does, doesn't work as well. But this one is you know just a touch of kind of talking about itself and yeah a um, song about how you can't write a song yeah and that can be terrible easily but this isn't this isn't bad like i definitely i like the lyrics more than i like the music in this song hmm. i know we were just talking about well how yeah i mean lyrics don't matter according to paul <laughs> well the you know the song is like deliberately dissonant you know right um i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> now, can you explain what you mean by that deliberately dissonant well, this uh, this this sort of chord that uh, it hinges around. Um, it's um, what did he say? He said it was an E seven with an F on top, but it sort of creates that that un. I don't know what, what's another word for dissonant. Hey, like, Jimmy, give uh, me an E seven with an F on top. Hey, nothing. Give me a pizza without any cheese. Like it was intentionally Nothing, kind sorry. of jarring and not soothing yeah. to the ear. I mean, right. that's, you know, listen to it. It's jarring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just curious what gave it that quality. It, so there are certain notes that are just dissonant, like unappealing. Pretty much one note. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um, a one note. With that, like, yeah, it's like a chord that doesn't quite go together. Like right. the notes are arguing with each other almost. Yeah. Right. If I can anthropomorphize the music itself for a moment. Yes. I guess George would take um, that kind of to the extreme, like skipping ahead to that uh, northern song. Right, it's only a northern song, which right. is that's like, what I was hinting at a little bit. Oh, that okay. also, Sorry. yeah, similar <clears throat> dissonance in it. Yeah. Right, um, the song has many layers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, what's cool about it too is like when you think about George's evolution into, uh, you know, um, just Eastern philosophy and, and becoming very Zen. This mm-hmm. was like before that, you know, when they're still kind of. Had all this uh, confusion bumping around in his right. head, you know, and trying right. to trying to make sense of it. Um, yeah, until, I think until he found inner peace. Later, he said that he got it wrong, right? That he was what's yeah, because the... the real lyric is "It's only me, it's not my mind." Right. But then when he got all Eastern, he was like, "That's totally wrong," because your mind is the thing that stops you from being in touch with yourself, and right, so on. So, so he uh, should have flipped it. So he didn't. Said, yeah, he should have remade this song. It's not well, me. Uh, it's just my mind. Right? Yeah. When he toured in 1991, he did, I used to say that when I broke. Oh, up. he actually did flip. Yeah, it he did flip it when he went. Uh, so uh, all things must be revisited. Mm. <laughs> not everything passes. That was. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he would redo all his songs 
changing the meaning and uh right well yeah. here comes the moon right yeah he comes the moon <laughs> right. this guitar can't stop from crying <laughs> that was really one of his songs <laughs> i don't want mm. to tell you yeah. you you yours slightly scuffed brown <laughs> you, <shoe>. yours. <laughs> <laughs> you you yours <laughs> you you yours he's just giving people cookies huh? you you yours yeah, yours exactly take it, take it. please come bother me <laughs> um Another fade-in song? You don't... Uh, oh, Pete doesn't like fade-ins? Yeah. Well, I don't... No, I don't like fade-outs. Fade-ins, kind of okay with, but okay. I don't really love it in this, this one. Yeah. In this one. Again, there's this is like... There's a lot that I don't uh, like about this song. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's, there's a lot coming at you um, yeah. in the fade-in. <laughs> I think it's the... Oh, you know, upcoming episodes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we got more coming at you. We got it. a little more coming at you a little bit later. <laughs> um, yeah, there, I think it's, you know, an admiral attempt... Uh, admiral. <laughs> admiral. Admiral attempt. Yes, I'm here. Wrong admiral. <laughs> Uh, I think it's an admirable attempt at doing something interesting and and being you know uh, you know self expression, but uh, I'm not uh, I'm not on board here with the admiral, the captain maybe, <laughs> perhaps bust down to captain right. Uh, um, I guess I mean should we should we segue that into into numbers into into I mean we're talking about how we feel about it should we do sure because um, I'm mine, not mine is low. Yeah, mine's pretty low. Wow, I'm gonna Adam's go, giving it a low. I'm, I'm going two. Low. Really? Oh my god, this is Revolver we're talking about. Yeah, I know. You want to tell two? And, Nothing and goes I, below five on. Revolver. I asked you to give me a refresher on the song to show you how. <laughs> yeah, like I could not remember for the life of me. I was like, oh, oh, it's this song. Okay. Well, I want to tell you that I want to tell two two. Oh my god, that's just yeah. crazy. <laughs> I'll give it. Um, I'll give it two and a half. I want to tell. I want to tell two and John's a half. John's ready to punch all of us. He's just got like <laughs> the tightest fist built. <laughs> all right, I'm going with a one. No, uh, I'll, I'll say four. Were you going to say five? Before you were totally we, going to say five before no, we all trashed no, it. I can't. I, I do as much as I like. If you ask me, like Revolver, mm-hmm. I would say. Five everywhere, but you know that's right. Un- well, it might work better that's... in the context of Revolver as yeah. opposed to just a song yeah. to itself. Yeah. It might. We don't. We'll, I mean, we haven't done that experiment yet yeah. of listening to Revolver as an album. Right. Well, that's like that other podcast, Completely Beatles, where they do it album by album. So right. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll ask them. They'll, they, yeah. They probably did that experiment. Yeah. Well, do you think because like much the same way Pete likes B dollar sign. No, no, B4 dollar, B4 dollar, dollar, dollar sign. sign. You think Revolver, anything kind of automatically gets a little bit just because you like the album as a whole. Yeah, you know, like Revolver and Rubber Soul, um, that was like, that might have been, I mean, Sgt. Pepper was my intro really, but Revolver, Rubber Soul, like they kind of, they're a companion albums in like my yeah. pre-teen, teen years. And like, I would just always listen to them completely. You know, right. mm. um, we haven't done many Rubber Soul songs, have we? Well, no, they started late. The first Rubber Soul song, I think, started with D. So wow. we missed a couple of, you know, months of, of Rubber Soul. It started yeah. late. Well, there'll, there'll be a lot coming up, I think. But um, that'd be an interesting chart to show, like color yeah. code. <laughs> anyway, yeah. go ahead. But, yeah, no, this song, you know, it's deliberately uh, written to make you feel a little off, you know. And, like, just for that fact, like, I, I, I give it props, you know. Right. Um, so I, I can't go down to a two. I, I think it's, I think it's uh, um, you know, um, creative. and. Uh, so you think we're falling into the trap of. But I, I get where you're coming from, you know, right. like it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is dissonant. <laughs> so you think we're falling into the trap off. of being like, oh, it's not, it doesn't please my ears, so I'm going to give it a low rating. Whereas you're saying that's his intention is to be right, kind of right, a little bit 
you don't uneasy. you think we shouldn't be dissing it just because it's dissing it. Right. <laughs> so in us giving him a two, he won. Yeah. Right. I mean, like structurally, if you l- you listen to the song and, you know, it's a good song. So what did you give it? Four? Four. Well, even though you want to give it a five. No, I don't think it's five material. <laughs> it's like hysterical. <laughs> it's a little bit like, uh, yeah, and some and, and and the chorus is a little out of tune at times. I don't, I don't know if that's true or it's not, dissonant. or or if it's if it's just my ear. Several but. people online said that Paul's harmonies are a little too high. Like he even he's straining. To get yeah, the, right, that's the, the thing harmonies. that really kind of like I think he just like he just doesn't hit the pitch per- perfectly. Right. So that or he sabotaged. But it. maybe again, or he's trying to do dissonance. Yeah. Right? Maybe that was the intention. Um, I like these three interpretations. He's either incompetent, <laughs> sabotaging, or uh, or experimental. Right, but just just you know, in in the context of like 1966, like this song doesn't sound like anything else mm-hmm. at that time. That's true. You know, like Mr. Harrison, thank you, <laughs> Mr. Harrison, MBE. Okay. <laughs> he was never knighted, was he, George? He wasn't ever Sir George. Uh, I don't think so. I don't that know. Stinks. So just Sir Paul, just Sir Paul. You think oh, uh, Lennon would have been sired, sired, or lorded? Well, it's hard to tell. <laughs> he was very, uh, John was very, you know, hot and cold. You think Lennon would have become president if he was still alive of the United mm, States? Probably. Okay. I think it was kind of almost inevitable. Yep. I right. think Mark David Chapman was sent back through time. <laughs> <laughs> By the Obama robots of uh, Obama 2050. Obama. Obama and, I mean, Ringo became a conductor. All right. Anyway, enough of this. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I pictured Shining him. Like, Time Station? Nice. <laughs> I pictured him in front of an orchestra, and then it's like, nope, nope, other kind. <laughs> right. Actually, that was my first exposure to Ringo Starr, now that I think about it. Huh. You think Shining that's why you Station. love him so much? Because you were exposed to him as a small child? Hmm. Yes, probably. Excellent. Interesting. He had a whistle. <laughs> and that's why you like George Carlin, too. Yes, because he took over. Mm-hmm. And Teletubbies. Yeah. No, I never got down with that. Mm. Teletubbies is good. <laughs> It is good. Um, competitive. <laughs> Covers. 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 Like I said, I, uh, I like the lyrics more than the music in this song. And so when you change the music up a little bit, I do like it more. Ah. Like, for example, the version of this song done by Sweaty Uncle Teddy. That was, that was my choice, really? too. Yeah. Oh, Sweaty Uncle it's Teddy. Good. Who the Ted, heck is Sweaty Uncle Teddy? Ted Nugent. Oh. Uh. Um, it's funny because probably philosophically very opposite from oh, George Harris. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure George is... Pro-gun, meat-eating... Yeah, rolling in his grave (laughs) knowing that uh, we just picked... uh, I just said that uh, I like Ted Nugent's cover. Ted Nugent died? No, no. No, George George Harrison is rolling in his grave. Scare me. (laughs) Well, as of this recording, we'll see. Oh, that's true. Now I got to protect him, too. (laughs) What's his thing? Wang Dang Doodle? What's his big big song? He's got a lot. Cat Scratch Fever. Oh, Wango Tango. Wango Tango. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Which I've never heard, but... Wango Tango. Um, stranglehold, cat scratch fever. Yeah, the nuge, the nuge. Yeah, um, not too many other covers. Yeah, not that many. But I like this. Uh, I, I, I maybe just because it's fresh. But I would listen. To, I would like to listen to this one more as of today than I would uh, listen to the Beatles one right now. We'll see. Give it a couple of there listens, and I, I'll disagree. I bet, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. Do you own that song, or did you just the new, Ted Nugent song? Yeah. No, I just listened to it. Okay. I have a collection of Beatles covers, and sometimes I'm like, even if I'm not interested necessarily like the song, I'll get it just because it's. If weird. you don't like the Beatles song, or if you don't like the no, no, no like cover. I'll hear a cover and I'll be like, I'm yeah. not crazy about it, but it's just weird where I want to have it so that right, you know, interesting for some yeah. weird reason. So, go figure. Hmm. But hmm. I did not get the New Jersey version. 
The nudist version? The nudist one, that one I would go for. I want to tell you <laughs> I, I want have to tell you your clothes are missing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I the want, emperor's new clothes. <laughs> I want to tell you to put a towel down before you sit down. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Speaking of wanting things. <laughs> so if that's it for, uh, that's it for, I want to tell you, John, sorry, you're the lone defender there. We're all, we're sorry. Right. we weren't that excited oh, yes. about it. Can I just He's the lonely. That all, we all have times where we're the lone slanderer or the lone defender. So yeah. Yes. Congratulations. All right. And a little little extra tidbit. Oh, so this, last minute oh, last minute update. Last oh, minute snack. update. Do you remember that snack food tidbits? Uh, like, do you like, like snack wells? I don't know snack wells. They're kind of like... What? How do you like, not know snack wells? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned into a completely different person. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so the very dissonant chord that we we're talking about, mm-hmm. John Lennon liked... Mm-hmm. And he took it and put it into another song. Oh, what song is that? Why don't you tell me, Pete? Well, why don't you come back Friday and I'll tell you. All right. Because we'll be talking about that song. It's called I Want You, in parentheses, She's So Heavy. Heavy. Um, and we'll we'll continue this conversation then. There you go. On Friday. I'll see you guys in alphabetical. Magical. Facebook, Twitter, Facebook. all that. You know. Come back here. <laughs> Dissonance. Dissonance. No, 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 no.